is great and greatly to be praised. Hallelujah. Bless his holy name. God, you're so tangible right now, God, in this place, God. I feel your presence, God. Right now, just begin to tap into the presence of the Lord. God is tangible here. I kept feeling him the whole time on my right side of my body. God is here. Oh, it's like he was standing by me as I was sitting there. God is here. God is here. God is here. And we thank you for your presence, God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We don't take his presence lightly in the name of Jesus. Come on and tap into this place. Come on and tap into the atmosphere. It's more serious than we think, people. God, I'm not see. 
He's looking for those who want to know his mysteries and to know his truth and to know his mysteries and to know his mind, to tap into his ideologies and concepts and ideas and philosophies and theories of the kingdom. He said, where is my people that keep on leading to their own understanding? That's why you keep walking around in circles. Because you won't lean to my understanding. He said there's a process that you have to go through in order to get my wisdom. Pastor preached on James 1 and 5. And it says, ask. But any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Who gives it all generously without reproach. And it will be given unto him. And God began to speak to me. He said, you have to be mature to receive my wisdom. There's a process that you have to go through in order to even get my wisdom. Many of us see this scripture in the Bible all the time, but yet we fail to ask for his wisdom. God said there's a maturity that needs to happen with the people of God. In order for to receive my wisdom, then God took me to the book of Kings dealing with Solomon and how he was asleep. And God came to him, this mighty man of God, and says, what is it that you want? Oh, God, I want to be that personal God when you come into my dreams. And just ask me what I need, God. Rabbi said he didn't ask for riches. He didn't ask for anything. He didn't ask for any materials. He just said, give me knowledge and understanding and wisdom to handle your people. Knowledge, understanding, and wisdom to, to handle your people. God, knowledge, understanding, and wisdom to handle your people. And God began to speak to me. He said, knowledge is, is information. And once you get information, then it moves to an understanding. Then you start understanding the information that you just received. And before you even get to wisdom, there's a process. Before you can even get to wisdom, there is a process that you have to go through. God is not going to just reveal his mysteries and wisdom just to anybody. In the book, in the book of Matthew, when Jesus was speaking to the multitude and he was speaking to them in parables, and when he got done talking to the multitude, he went up to another place, and those who were ready to go into another place could go to that place, but the multitude stayed in that place and and the disciples asked him he said why do you teach us one thing and then teach them another why do you speak why do you teach in parables and then he said in verse 11 of chapter in the book of Matthew he said He said, because the knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you, but not to them. Whoever has will be given more, and they will be in abundance. 
Then he began to speak to me. He said, many of our church people have a multitude spirit. You have to understand why he was down there teaching. They were eating whatever he was giving them for free. They didn't have to sacrifice it. They didn't have to do anything for it. They were just eating and getting fat in the spirit. But when God, when Jesus was ready to go to another place, they stayed in their comfort zone. And those who were ready to receive more understanding move into the higher place in God. He said, I can't reveal my secrets to everybody. He said, because you came up here with me, I can reveal. Since you've been pulling on my anointing, since you've been asking, why do I teach in parables? Let me just tell you why. So the sin of man can't take my word and pervert it. The sin of man can't take my word and use it against me. And then God began to say to me, it ain't even in the sin of man, it's the church folk. Not the ecclesia, but the ones who come into the building just for a show, just for entertainment. They take my word and pervert it and use it on Facebook. They don't have a hermeneutical approach to the Bible. They just use the scriptures. Don't even do any research or history. Don't even tap into my wisdom. And then they expect me to bless it. But your heart is nasty. You have to understand there is a cost to get wisdom. Those that were on the mountain with Jesus receiving wisdom, they were his disciples. And you have to understand that these were professionals. They, they had careers. You had attorneys and you had fishermen and you had tradesmen and you had physicians. And they gave up everything to follow Jesus, he, he approached him and said, let me make you fishermen of man. And they were questioning and they wanted to know more. And so they began to pull on his anointing and begin to follow Jesus wherever they went. They gave up everything. He said, but the multitude don't want to give up nothing. I want everything for free. They refused to to move from just being a member of a church to being a disciple. They don't want to take that energy to move from just being a member to a disciple. He said, if you want my wisdom, there's a level of maturity that you have to walk in. In Luke chapter 2, verses 52, he said that Jesus, he grew up in stature and he grew up in wisdom and then he found favor with man he grew up in stature stature is maturity and many of us don't want to walk in maturity you have to look at the verses before Jesus was just a young man and he was in the temple with tutors and teachers getting information getting understanding and when he came to a place of maturity he got his wisdom we don't want teachings 
We don't want any teachings. We come into this place. We don't want a pastor. We don't want a rohi, a shepherd. We don't want that. We want a reverend. We want somebody to make us feel good and make us shout. We don't want real wisdom. We want to seek the counsel from friends. But we don't want real wisdom. We don't want God's wisdom. In the story in the Bible of King Rohabam, in the book of Kings, Rehoboam, he was trying to decide what he should do with the city. And so he had the option to seek counsel from the people that his father sought counsel from or he could have consulted with his friends and so he decided to consult with his friends and because of that decision it divided the city you don't have you don't understand these were the counsel that his father sought had the heart of the people in mind the counsel that his father sought had the best intentions in mind the counsel that his father sought had wisdom but we don't want that. We don't want to hear the truth from our pastor when he tells you don't go to that place or don't do that thing. We'd rather consult with our friends to tickle our fancy and to hear what we want to hear. And just, just go with me. Just go with me. Just go with me to this place knowing your friend knows in the back of the mind that this is not the place where you're not supposed to go. But since they're not really your friend, they won't tell you the truth. And they say, girl, I tried to tell her, don't go there. No, you didn't. You were just with her. You were right there with her. And the Bible says you're just as guilty as the sinner. If you partake in anybody's sin, you're just as guilty as the sinner. And why would anybody even want a friend like that in their lives? God say, use some wisdom. Come on and say, God, grant me wisdom. God grant me wisdom. It's time to grow up, saints. It's time to grow up. It's time to grow up. And then in while while Jesus was speaking to the disciples, he said, This is why I speak in parables. He said, Though seeing they do not see. Though hearing they do not hear or understand. In them is fulfilled the prophecy of Isaiah. He said, though seeing, they do not see. Though they hear, they do not hear. I said, God, what does that mean? He said, you may be physically here, but you're spiritually dead. He said, I can see. You can see. But you can't see. And in the book of Ephesians it says, Though your eyes of your understanding be enlightened. The eyes of your understanding. It's not talking about your physical eye. But it's talking about your spiritual eye. Some of us are walking around with scales on our eyes. And we can't see we can't see anything. This weekend, my eyes burned so bad 
at the retreat. I couldn't even open my eyes for at least a half an hour. Sitting there in the church building, my eyes were burning. I kept taking stuff and rubbing my eyes. And God said to me, I'm just burning the scales off of your eyes so that you can see. And my eyes keep on burning. Now my eyes are so watery. I'm trying to see. But God said, I'm going to take you to a place where you can see. I always tell pastor, I said, God, I said, pastor, I can hear God clearly, but sometimes I can't see. And then God said, well, if you want to see, I'm going to take you through the process to see. But we don't want to go through the process of seeing the eyes of your understanding. Be enlightened. So when we receive, let me explain what enlightened means. When we receive revelation, I mean, when we receive information, we are supposed to seek understanding for it. And then when you receive understanding, the Holy Spirit begins to work and give you revelation on what the scriptures is saying. And so we say when, when we get a eureka moment, we say, I got a revelation. But that's kind of incorrect to say because God already said what he was going to say in the Bible. So what, what is it that we are experiencing when we say we get revelation? It's called illumination. That's just saying, you, you ever got a word from God and then all of a sudden you just found it in scripture? I didn't even know the Bible even said that. It's called illumination. God is taking his light and shining his light upon the scriptures because you were walking around in darkness you didn't see the scriptures the eyes of your understanding be enlightened your understanding be enlightened so the third stage is revelation and then that activates wisdom Wisdom is applied knowledge. Wisdom is applied understanding. Wisdom activates principles in your life. Wisdom moves situations around. Wisdom straightens out crooked people. Wisdom. And then you begin to see the manifestations of God. But we have to start an information. And God took me back to the multitudes. He kept talking to me about the multitudes. And then he go on in scriptures. He said, for the heart, the people's hearts become callous. They hardly hear with their ears and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise they may see with their eyes. And then he jumps down to chapter i mean verse 19 he says when anyone hears the message about the kingdom he's talking about church people who come to church when anybody hear the message about the kingdom and does not understand it the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart so that's why we we struggle right after we get from church because we fail to ask God for understanding. And so the evil one himself, he didn't send an imp. 
He didn't send one of his boys. He comes himself and snatches away, snatches away the word from your heart. And it's not the person that he's afraid of. It's the wisdom that you can obtain when you get information. What moves to understanding, which moves to revelation, and then begins to activate, and then you begin to see manifestations. He's afraid of that. And so he comes himself and takes the word away. And you're left with nothing and you're spinning your wheels. That's why Monday's life is so important because the next day after you receive the word, you're supposed to go and ask God for understanding so you're able to apply the principles of what you just heard on Sunday and apply it to your Monday. But we don't want to go any further in God. God said to me, he said, we're not raising up a multitude church. We're not raising up people who wants to be part of a multitude. I'm raising up disciples. I'm raising up those who got to pay the cost. Who got to pay the cost to receive my wisdom. Wisdom, y'all, is not free. It's not free at all. And when we receive wisdom, it will treat you well. You have to understand that a parable is hidden truths. Parable are, is mysteries clothed in a story. Parables hide and it keeps pure the word of God. Parables keeps the wisdom of God intact. So when we get wisdom, when God trusts us enough for us to get to a mindset, then we get to James chapter 1 verse 5. Because we finally matured and realized I can't do life on my own anymore. I can't do this life anymore. I gotta ask for wisdom. And then he'll see your heart. And he trusts you because he sees your heart and lets you in. But you have to be careful with wisdom. In Proverbs chapter 4, he said the first stage is getting wisdom. Do not forsake wisdom because she will protect you. Do not forsake wisdom. He said, love her and she will watch over you. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. Though it costs all you have. Though it costs all you have. Just like the disciples gave up everything. Just like Jesus gave up everything. He gave up everything as a child. What do you mean he gave up everything as a child? You have to understand. He had to leave his parents at the age of 12. And sit under tutors teachers because he had a will to carry out and his mom his mother Mary just she could not understand and so she just held these things in her heart and the scripture said that she pondered she pondered about what was going on but Jesus had to give up everything else so my question to you are you willing to lose it all for wisdom If God came to you today and said, leave your job, 
and follow me. You start thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm an analytical thinker. So I say, okay, well, I got money in a savings account. I got three savings accounts, so I think I'll be okay. Um, I, mm, I see here, I got money in the bank that lasts me for about two months. So if God does his thing in two months and then tells me to go back and get a job, I'll be okay. But we're not fully trusting God. If God said, cash out and follow me. Are we able to make that sacrifice for wisdom? The scripture says, seek ye first. The kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all of these things will be added unto you. The jobs, the money, the protection, the comfort will be added if you just seek God first. It's a sacrifice that people don't want to make. It's a call that we just send to voicemail. We don't want to answer that call because we're comfortable being multitude people and eating whatever is thrown to us. I was telling Pastor one week, I said, I don't even know why I'm eating junk food. I'm a three meal a day person. I don't eat junk food, but all day long I was eating flaming hots and chips and and gi- come on, ginger ale and all types of candies. And I don't, I don't even like sweets. I was killing cookies, and I felt so sick. And the Lord said, "That's my people. We come to church. We want Pastor to make a shout." Give us two scriptures, be only 15 to 20 minutes. Don't be too long or I'm going to subtract it out of my time. Don't be too long. But we don't want to go further in God. We don't want to answer the call. There's so many people running around here talking about I've been called to preach. We've all been called to preach. Paul says, I don't want you to be ignorant. I don't want you to be ignorant. I don't want for you to be ignorant of the spirituals. We know the scripture says, I don't want you to be ignorant of spiritual gifts, but gifts is not in the original translation. It says spirituals which means the supernatural. And he wants to give you wisdom of the supernatural. Then when you don't see it, then all of a sudden you turn around and there it is. The supernatural. He wants for you to walk in faith. He said, how can the people hear? How can the people have faith that they're not hearing? It says what? Faith comes by what? He said, but my people are not hearing. He said, their faith comes by their feelings. He said, so if their feelings are hurt, then the enemy has their feelings, so therefore he has your faith. So you don't have anything. Faith comes by hearing. And hearing what? That's information what brings you understanding that causes revelation and causes activation. Then you see the manifestations of God, but we're not hearing. So we don't have anything. 
Lifted hands, lift your hands. This is a sign of submission, not surrender. Surrender is forced. Like the police come up to you and says, put your hands up. You say, I surrender, it's forced. Submission is a choice. If you're ready to receive the wisdom of God, God began to show me while I was on this retreat, he, I saw him sewing something, like needle sewing. I said, Lord, what is that? He said, I am making new wineskins. He said, if you're ready to receive my wisdom, you can't have old wineskins. And so I begin to, I'm telling you, I saw the Lord stitch up wine skins. And he said, I'm about to pour my wine. I'm about to pour my knowledge. I'm about to pour my understanding for those who are ready. And this wine skin was so huge. He said, Jesus said in scriptures, he said, there's so much more I want to teach you. But you don't have the capacity to hold it. There's so much more that I want to show you. But you're not ready. You're about to choke. And so God is saying, where's my people who's ready to receive my new wine skin? God, increase the, our capacity right now in the name of Jesus. Increase our capacity to receive your revelation God, receive it right now, oh God. Receive wisdom. Cry out to God and say, I need your wisdom. Now cry out to God and say, I need your wisdom. I'm tired of doing things on my own. I need your wisdom. I'm tired of walking into dead-end relationships. I need your wisdom. I start seeing the trends of my relationships. I said, what is going on here? He said, because you're not seeking me. He said, I want you to receive my wisdom. Say, I need your wisdom, God, to make better choices. I need your wisdom. God, whatever God you want me to go, God, whatever it is you want me to say, whatever it is you want me to wear, oh God, give me wisdom. God is not here just for the hard decisions in life. He said, I want to be the Lord over your life. I want to decide everything for you. You want to cut your hair? No, because I don't want you to cut your hair. Oh, we're not ready for that type of God. No, we're not. We're not ready for that type of God. I want to move to Mason or I want to move to Columbia Township. And the Lord said, nope. I want you to move here. We don't want that type of God that has the ultimate control over our lives. We don't want that God. But God said, I want you. Are you ready to make that choice today? I see the heavens opening. Go ahead and begin to pray. Begin to repent to the Lord. Because some of you all have been leaning on to your own understanding. 
some of you have not sought the Lord since last New Year's. You said, New Year, new me, but I haven't seen you since January 2nd, says the Lord. Begin to repent and begin to pray for his wisdom. God, I need your wisdom. God, I need your wisdom. God, I need your wisdom. Because if you don't pray for wisdom, whatever you have, he's going to snatch it away from you. So you might as well submit your life to God. You don't want your things snatched away from you. You're not ready for a Job experience when everything was snatched away from him. You're not ready, so you better submit to God right now in the name of Jesus. God, fill us with your wisdom, God. Fill us with your wisdom, oh God. Increase our capacity to receive you, God. In the name of Jesus, oh God. God, we need more of you.
push and thrust forth. Some of us need a pushing because some of us are ready to take our own lives because they keep spinning around in circles because they have not tapped into the divine, infinite wisdom of God, have not sought counsel. I saw a status on Facebook that says, oh, counsel is not perfect. I said, what in the world? Facebook, we put anything on Facebook. Wisdom comes from God, and God is what? Perfect. So wisdom is always ready to perfect his people in the name of Jesus. God, we call you. God, we seal it. Now when we leave this place, we will no longer be the same, God. When we leave this place, we will no longer walk in our own understanding. And we bless you, O oh God, for the open that is pouring on your people right now who are craving for your wisdom. And we give you glory in this place. Come on and give God glory in this place.